Before today's episode, we here at the Patient Dude Podcast would like to thank our sponsor, Iron Horse Racing, for coming on and sponsoring this episode for all you good folks out there. Iron Horse Racing has no markup fees, state-of-the-art communication, and unparalleled transparency. So come see why IHR is one of the most exciting horse partnerships out there. For more information, please visit IHRacing.com or on Twitter at RacingWithIHR. Use the code PODCAST and you can actually be eligible for a special gift. And and include that, that you're hearing it from us uh, when you reach out to them. So remember, Iron Horse Racing, if not now, then when? All right, welcome back everybody. Uh, Today, Al is gone. He left us. He had family duties to attend to, but we do have an additional guest. We have Marshall here. We've got Ryan. Let's take a look at the stakes races for Churchill on Saturday. We've got a couple. They're a little spread out. We're going to keep it short and sweet, but uh, let's go ahead and jump in. The first one is race seven, and that one is the um, winning colors. Yeah, the winning colors. So... Uh, there's a little bit of a familiar face when it comes to what we've talked about <laughs> on this show, Ryan's Stone Cold single yep. that we had back in the uh, the glory days when we hit pick threes. Right. <laughs> but yep, there she feel, is. Feel free to to give us an opinion here. Okay, so obviously I really really liked her the day that she ran at Oaklawn. Uh, I forget what the name of the stakes race was that day. May, it, you know, who, who knows? Who cares? It's, it's, we, I've already, we've already been paid out on those bets, so who cares? <laughs> um, there were three horses in that race that looked top contenders. Two of them were, you know, it's either A or B. And uh, I said, I'm sticking with Mia Mischief in that race because I liked the way she was coming in. She was coming in second off the layoff. I thought that she needed the little break that she had between her Churchill down race and her first race at Oaklawn. And now she's coming back to Churchill. She's coming in third off the layoff this time. She ran so well last time. And I know that she's the chalk here, but luckily we have a horse number two break even in this race who also will take some money. And the reason this one will take some money is because likes to go to the lead. And if you look at the uh, pace projector, pace projector has her right up front so a lot of people are going to say oh well this horse got speed uh i'm going to take that one but me i'm sticking right with mia mischief i really like her a lot um not only did i like her a lot last time i like her a lot this time as well she's one of my my favorite little sprinters and uh when her career is over with i'll say that was a pretty good girl i like the back there so i like her if you want a long shot in this race right next to her number nine lady Subi. I like Lady Subi. She came in third against Mia Mischief last time out. Uh, so she, she ran a pretty good race. But also, she, came, she had a really bad race in the Bayaoka or Bayakawa, however you say it, I forget. She lost to Go Google Herself, Go, uh, Go Google Yourself, who's a pretty good horse in her own right. And then Woe Nelly finished second in that race and then finished first in this race. But if you have to look a couple back to find where um, – Lady Subi had a, a, a top race. And I think coming in off a 35-day layoff after a 68-day layoff, I think she's going to have her best effort here. And at 20 to 1, I'm going to take a shot with her underneath me and Mischief. And that's it for me for this race. 
Yeah, and I, I, I don't have a whole lot uh, to add to that. I think Mia Mischief is an absolute standout. Um, her that her last out in the carousel was just so impressive. And, you know, granted, you know, it, it she didn't face any, you know, real world beaters in that race, but she took care of business and did it extremely impressively. So I, I don't need anyone else on top other than her. Um, I do think Lady Subi underneath is a must use um, in the carousel in that same race. She had she had ran into a little bit of trouble, um, and in the trouble line says checked at the three eighths pole. It was more than that, um, and she got she got kind of stopped and uh, was able to kind of re rally and in in keep third place. So I, I think that Lady Subi underneath is going to be you know real good. Um, and I do hope that break even, although I think it feels um, more optimistic uh, th that she's going to take money. I, I, I hope she does, but um, I, I just think that she's, she's definitely a cut below um, Mia Misha for sure. So yeah, I, I, I completely agree with, uh, with everything that Ryan said for sure. So if, if Mia Mischief is three to five what's what's the play here is is it playable if she's three to five when you single her in multi-race bets it doesn't matter <laughs> yeah I, I, she's she's absolutely a single in in any sort of pick three and what the pick five starts that race too so um you you could definitely single her and move on um in that uh, in that way i wouldn't i wouldn't get i wouldn't get too cute with exot or with uh exactas or tries in this just because i do think that break even will likely be in the top three um and if if she's in the top three then it absolutely kills any price that you're going to get as far as um uh, any sort of vertical wagers are concerned that sounds good to me those were the two that i keyed in on as well so something tells <laughs> me they'll get bet but she's probably a, a pretty likely winner and we'll see if uh, lady Subi can do her thing as well so what you're saying is Spice Perfection is going to win this race. Oh. <laughs> That's pretty much what I'm saying. <laughs> now, I, I, it's funny because I'm always like, all right, we're going to play the long shots here, and then uh, I'll go with a couple of favorites today, and they'll definitely lose. But uh, <laughs> We do have one more stakes race at Churchill Downs, and that's the last on the card, race 11. And uh, we've got the older fillies and mares here and this one all, a lot of horses are coming off of a layoff in here so not too much recency to speak of haven't seen them around all that much i think there were just a couple that have run uh at all beyond this year but uh what are you guys thinking here marshall you, you lead us off this time yeah so um you know, I and I, I wish I was creative because man, I, I feel like uh, I feel like I'm not at all. But um, nay, lady nay, for Chad Brown and Jose Ortiz. You, you know, last year ended in the Mrs. Revere, um, and and really did get a little bit of a setup, but really closed nicely and finished out really strong against um, like the Macam Bullet and Delica, who are both really quite good horses and and it was on yielding ground um you know with with the expected rain on friday we're probably going to see about a half an inch rain and 
Saturday looks clear as far as rain is concerned, at least right now. Um, there may be some sprinkles in the early morning, but nothing that you know would make the the track sloppy. You know, nothing like the last race today. Oh man, that was it was brutal. Um, it was pouring but, buckets. It was pouring buckets when that race started. Yeah. So I was I was on a call with a couple guys watching the races, and about two hours before, and I saw showers start to pop up, and I was like, man, I didn't I didn't tweet about this today. This is not going to be good. And then yeah, a couple hours later just before that last race just starts just pouring man it was bad but um but yeah you know uh nay lady nay is not only the class of field but it projects to get um a good trip considering that there is some you know pace signed on you know la signare um being one of them so for for me uh on top i think nay lady nay and especially if if we do get four to one um i'd be thrilled so I don't think we'll get four to one on her. I think you're on the right track with, with the handicapping there and they'll probably back her pretty well, especially if the turf course is yielding or soft. So that is definitely a good way to look in the last race. We, I looked at the outside with me and mischief on the outside and you know even spice perfection. I kind of joked a little bit about spice perfection, but I kind of like her a little bit there in the seven hole. But in this race, I think you got to look on the inside. And, and that does include Nay Lady Nay as well, uh, because I'm kicking out number three and number five, winning envelope and La Signere. I don't like either one of those two. But this is a wide open race, in my opinion. And I think it is going to come down to the conditions as far as the turf course and who, who likes it the best. So Nay Lady Nay would be a, a very solid choice. Don't think we'll get four to one on her. You look at Juliet Foxtrot, if you look at the pace projector, she is expected to be up to the front. And does that matter in a race like this? The mile and 16th, they're going to go slow to start anyway. No, it doesn't really matter. Uh, if this were a sprint, if this were a turf sprint, and this is what the pace projector looked like, for sure, I would like it. But it even says there's no speed signed on. So even though she's way up front here, it's not going to matter. So I don't really care too much about um, her being on the rail. I don't care too much about her, you know, whether she's going to be speed or not, because she's not. I think that she's a solid choice. But if the soft, the turf comes in soft or comes in yielding, I might be shied away from her. Bo Recall is a horse, uh, is a filly who probably will be bet as well in this race, I do believe. And it's another one that I would use in exotics if I were to play exotics, and I might in this race. Um, but I think that's a solid horse. I skipped the three. I skipped the five. My top choice here is a long shot. Number four, she's on the war path. And let's take a quick little look here. Yeah, I lost her. Take a quick little look. She beat Altia last time out. Altia's a good horse. She beat Mitchell Road, who always takes money, whether she wins or not. She's done pretty well, but she's always a money uh, burner. And I wish I could scroll down, but you guys are in my way here, so I can't move it. But anyway, <laughs> um, I think that she's shown in the past that she can come off the uh, layoff and, and run well. I think she's going to be completely and utterly disregarded at the windows. And if the turf comes up decent, she's my top pick. If not, I'll go with you with uh, number six, Nay Lady Nay. And that's pretty much it for me. 
Yeah, I thought it was interesting how she's on the warpath is 20 to 1 on the line. And then you've yeah. got Altea at 12 to 1 who just lost to she's on the warpath. So right. uh, I definitely know who I'd rather have out of those two. Um, I I like she's on the warpath as well. I think All right. Uh, I'm trying to remember that race. I think... I liked her, but didn't play her enough and still lost in her last race. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I, she was one that I took a long look at in here. Uh, I also, just from a, a number standpoint, when you look at Juliet Foxtrot and how, at least from a buyer perspective, her, her numbers kind of tower over from her last two starts, some of the others. And it's nothing to sneeze at when you lose to uni and got stormy. So um, I think that she's going to get bet a lot. I don't think that she's one that I could necessarily leave off, uh, but I prefer not to play the more favored horses. Uh, Nay lady. Nay, I think is going to take a lot of money because of the connections, because of the jockey. I think that a lot of people are going to like her. And if she wins, I won't be shocked at all. But I don't know if I would make her uh, my top pick in here or, or if – because I think that she's going to bet that, get bet down. And from a number standpoint, she's about even with a lot of the other runners in here. And I think, Ryan, you made a really good point that uh, it does seem a little bit more wide open than we may assume or even than the betting may be. So uh, I like looking to the four in here. And then maybe because it is that slower pace, some of the, the front runners uh, end up staying up for a little bit longer than we might assume. So uh, just something to consider uh, when you look at the pace in here and think about who's going to be left at the end. Um, I know sometimes in the turf races, even though it's slow, the horses still come from behind and win or multiple do. But I feel like a lot of times there's at least one that's near the pace or on it and kind of hangs around and stays in those exotic wagers. So uh, I really like that play for the fact that the figures seem to be pretty close other than when you look at the last two from Juliet Foxtrot uh, to go for a longer shot in here if you can and try and dodge some of the, uh, the better known names if you can. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, you know, and she's on a warpath, I think, is interesting. The the My only concern is that with her, you know, when it comes to speed figures, she's not only a little bit lower than some of these. Um, and and uh, not only that, but her figures have increased over the last four races. Um, and she's going to need to increase again just to just to compete on the win end. And, and that kind of concerns me, um, especially with – you know, her basically having just a very short layoff in between with the brief freshening. Um, so coming back and improving off of that short freshening um, feels like a, a, a tall task personally. But definitely one that I, I have to include. Right. I, there's no ifs and buts about that. I think all, I think all of those things that, that you mentioned, I think they're built into her odds. And I, I, I can't argue mm -hmm. with, I can't argue with your logic in any way, shape or form. I mean, do you guys think in this race that it's possible that 
some of the top contenders just finish completely out of the money and we get bombs away in here, like from an, from an exactor trifecta kind of way, or do you say, you know, at least one of Juliet Foxtrot, Nene, are, are going to, or Nay Lady Nay are going to be up in there and get into the top three? Well, I don't, I really don't like any of the horses outside. I think outside of the eight horse, Altea, I don't, I don't really see one in here that I want to, to back. So if I look at the horses that are left, we've got She's on the Warpath, the one that I want to key on. Everything else that I think that's illogical is Juliet Foxtrot, Bo Recall, and Nay Lady Nay. Yeah. I'm not too, I'm not really sold on this secret message either, but I, I think, I think we can get one price in there, maybe two. We probably won't get three. We'll probably catch one or two of these. Uh, yeah, I mean, in the big, I feel like in the big races at Churchill, at least so far, and if you want to call them big, I mean, they weren't all graded stakes, but they had a lot of graded stakes contenders in them, um, especially like last Saturday. A lot of favorites coming in, in the win spot at least, and just based off of how I play, usually that's going to mean that I'm not having the best day, but um, it was interesting to see a lot of those horses like come off the layoff and just roll and do their thing. And uh, uh, Maxfield doing that is just one example of that happening. So I guess we'll see how it goes. But uh, before we wrap it up, let's talk a little bit about um, – last weekend and the the derby trail and the fact that well first of all today nadal is retiring so um he got hurt in training and he had surgery he's gonna be okay but he's out so um what does that mean for the other like let's say top contenders so uh charlatan um tis the law authentic and uh, Maxfield I know my friend loves Maxfield he's been saying since he was a two-year-old that's his derby horse and he was really encouraged by the the win last time out where do you guys see those stacking up now that Nadal who is arguably in the number one spot for a lot of people is out yeah I mean Nadal was he was he was gritty and he was proven um you know he, he wasn't one that I would bet on the wind end as far as derby was concerned but he was a legitimate contender for sure um so it's definitely uh, uh sad to see him uh come off the trail but uh the good thing is, is yeah like you said um you know he'll be able to recover from his injuries and he'll, he'll go right off to stud um but as far as the derby trail is concerned i think maxfield you know he he, he looked good um the only problem with that um was not only did he get a pace set up uh and and the um the track bias numbers that uh that i've seen from a couple different people um were kind of outside closing uh and so that he kind of was able to uh get the best of that so mm. um for maxfield i want to take a wait and see approach um but he he's definitely uh, legitimate and uh, with the um, with the overage from Charlatan, um, as far as the the lidocaine test is concerned, um, which lidocaine is allowed in California, but it is not allowed in at Oakland Park. Uh, um, so because of that, um, I you know I I'd be shocked to see if the split sample comes back negative. 
it is a possibility. And if it does come back negative, then he's cleared. If it comes back positive, he'll be stripped of his uh, Arkansas Derby and he will not be getting into the Kentucky Derby at that point because he, he won't have the points to, to do that. Um, so Charlatan, although he is, you know, in my opinion, the, the most talented three-year-old right, that, right now, um, he may not even get in because of that. So um, the whole three-year-old um, outlook is it's, it's all up in the air, man. This, this past week has been a doozy. Yeah. That's for sure. Ryan, what do you think? Well, Bob Baffert has had not the best week of his life this week with the uh, news of Charlatan and Gamine allegedly having overages and those overages allegedly being um, lidocaine. Mm-hmm. I can't speak to whether anything about that is true or not because we need to wait for the split sample to come back. Uh, most often the split sample comes back exactly the same. Um, I've heard rumors. I can't report on anything and say, Hey, this is true or whatever. But the rumors I've heard is the two Baffert horses uh, had a significant overage of Lattacane. So we'll see how it all shakes. We'll see how it all shakes out. Um, As far as Nadal goes, he's a big dude. He had a big frame. He could carry speed, which, you know, a young, young Colt that big and everything. You hope, you hope not to see something like that. And then it, it happened. And I feel terrible because I thought he was definitely one of the top two contenders to win the Derby this year. Uh, top right now for me is Tis the Law. I think Tis the Law is probably right now head and shoulders above everybody that's not in the Bob Baffert barn. Yeah. Had the Derby been in May, I really liked Authentic but I knew that Charlatan and Nadal were coming on strong and they would overtake him at some point. Now we don't have Nadal to worry about. Now we have Charlatan to worry about. But if this Arkansas Derby um, fiasco ends up costing him a spot in the Belmont Stakes, he now has no Derby points. So he might not even make the Kentucky Derby. So the only Baffert horse that I think I really have to worry about is Authentic. And at this point, Tis the Law can beat Authentic and – a hundred days from now, I think uh, tis the law can be authentic. Am I worried about Maxfield? I'm probably worried about Maxfield a little bit, but <laughs> who would you rather have a hundred days from now, a horse with the resume of tis the law or a horse with the resume of, of Maxfield. Now Maxfield won a grade one race last year, but he's only run three races in his career. hundred days from now is the Derby. I think I'd rather have tis the law. That's it. Yep. Yeah. It's a, the, all I can say is the uh, the all others and the the new first future is starting to look pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but uh, how yeah. would you like to have? How would you like to have had a nice, significant bet on Nadal at decent odds, and then you didn't get your you didn't get your money refunded on the first Saturday of May, and then you're like, ah, cool, I've still got these big odds, and now you got nothing. Yeah, that's yeah, brutal. that's the risk you take. <laughs> that's the risk you take. All right. Well, that sounds good. Uh, Thanks as always for hanging out and we will catch you guys next week. All right. Thanks for having me. Thank you.